this will be set about right here probably. Okay. Huh? If, and, and actually, either everything else is down. Yes. Nothing else is being used for driving. Okay. It's just past Lydia. This is the this is the master volume. Okay. This is her volume. Okay. So so if for some reason it all of a sudden seems a little too loud, you know you turn. Quieter is louder. Okay. And, and I usually change the channel on this every 10 minutes, which is kind of a pain. I wouldn't recommend I think, I, why don't you just not worry about it? Because it really isn't important. Okay. I probably won't worry about it then. Yeah, I wouldn't. Because you got your hands full over there. So I don't think you'll have to do anything. Okay. Except put this in her mouth. And yes. Yeah. We'll do that as soon as she gets here. Okay. Hopefully she'll be here somewhat soon. Right. Oh, Yeah, the camera's on. Yeah, the camera's yeah. on. Yeah. Does that go to sleep automatically? I know it's a lot of times during church. The scripture disappears when it's talking about it. No, they, they take it off. They do? I wonder why they do, because I don't think they would want to. I like to leave it up there, too. I usually leave it up there. But some of them, yeah. See, I don't leave it up. Because a lot of times somebody will be talking. Howdy, Mr. Mark.
Start out by telling everybody how much you love them. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. 
such a wonderful time talking with him. But I wanted to show you um, how good he looks and uh, how good he sounds. Anyway, he got four cakes. So I said, well, Dad, you can freeze some. And he goes, well, the young people will eat them. <laughs> uh, anyway, and um, I was teasing my sisters um, because we had tried to call him in the morning and the recorder uh, answered, so we had to leave a message. And so then after prayer this morning, I asked one of my sisters through WhatsApp, is a good time to call? Or did the Bishop of Pamplona come and visit Daddy? Because everybody had come to visit him from, from different cities. And uh, he, he told me that the Assemblies of God pastor from Zaragoza had called him. Uh, so anyway, they all laughed. I said, you only need a visit from the Vatican now. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I was glad he finally gave time to, to his daughter. And it was, one, it was wonderful. So I said, Papa, if you make it to 100, then Jim and I will come and our children and our grandchildren. And he goes, really? Well, I don't know if I want to live that long. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, praise God. Whew, glory to God. Well, Father, we just thank you. I'll transfer to the other. We just thank you, Lord, for your grace. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that tonight you have appointed a time for us to be together and to gain understanding, to fellowship with you as we fellowship with your word, with one another. We thank you, Lord. We won't leave disappointed. And we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Well, this kind of sounded good now, so um, this is something like, we should, we should be able to put this in my ear, but um, I, I have been spoiled in that I never do it. Do you think you can, well, you know what? Let me go ahead and do this. If you don't mind, though, because it's going to take time, okay. I've decided I, I don't need it. Thank you, darling. But after the service, let's try it so I can have somebody else that can help. <laughs> That's right, a backup. So uh, let's go to the Word of God, to Galatians 3. I brought uh, different things with me today, and I asked the Lord, Lord, guide me, guide me in the way that I, that I should go. I have had some um, people, different people, not just one or two, asked me some questions uh, here lately, and I, I was talking to Pastor Jim. I'm, I'm uh, uh, inclined to go, to go that, those directions. So we'll see how, how it's going to end up today. But we're going to start um, where we left off last week, Galatians 3, uh, 13. And so if you recall... We were talking about redemption uh, from the curse of the law, uh, how that were redeemed according to the scripture. The curse of the law was threefold, and it's found in, the, in Deuteronomy 28. First of all, it was spiritual death. 
So thank God we don't have to die spiritually because Jesus is our life and our salvation. Amen. One, you know, the Bible talks about three different types of deaths, not only physical deaths, but spiritual deaths and eternal deaths. Um, so we've been redeemed from spiritual death, amen, so that we don't have to have eternal death. <laughs> and, and then we've been redeemed from sickness and disease. It's part of our redemption. A lot of Christians, um, they, take, they take the easy way for the flesh. I'm sorry to tell you, we've all been tempted. You know? Um, and so we just have allowed the enemy to convince us that to be sick is normal. But the Bible calls it a curse. And Jesus came and delivered us and lifted the curse from us. And we don't have to be sick. Amen? Now, we may, we may be tempted to be sick. We may be attacked. Uh, have you ever been tempted to sin? Come on. You know, you've been tempted maybe to lie. You've been tempted to lose your temper. You know? But did Jesus leave you there? And did you leave yourself there? Ooh, got too quiet here. Got a sinking feeling all of a sudden. You know? No. You said no. I'm not going to do that again. Lord, I confess my sin and I thank you for washing me and cleansing me. And I'll not yield to that again. You see? So, so we do that the same way. We've learned to do that regarding sickness and disease, disease. And we've learned to take authority over the enemy and tell him, that he has to lose our bodies, amen, and etc. Uh, and we've learned about the covenant that we have with God. We've, we have followed the teachings of Jesus and of Peter and of Paul and of John, amen, and they've set us free. And then the, the other part, the, th the third part of our redemption is redemption from poverty and lack. It is not a blessing to be poor. Jesus was not poor. The apostles were not poor. And you know, my eyes had to be lifted uh, um, open to those truths. Because sometimes, you see, the, the, uh, the condition of so many Christians is that... Um, we read the Bible, but not really paying much attention. Now, I'm not talking about us now. I'm talking, you know, in general. And so, things that are preached from the pulpit that might not be scriptural, we take it as it's Bible. 
And so you hear Jesus was poor. And so that somebody said that, and then you think Jesus was poor. Until, until you realize that he really wasn't. You know, uh, poor people don't have a treasurer. You know, plus he knew the miracle working power of God. And when he and Peter needed money to pay taxes, he sent Peter to go fishing. <laughs> he never lacked anything. Amen. So, you know, there's just a lot more available to us than what we uh, have pursued. So let's read these. Did we read it already? Galatians 3.13? I, I read it today, so I, 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 did, did we read it together? Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. Now, the curse of the law is found in Deuteronomy 28. And we saw that. And I, I wanted, yeah, I think I'm going to. The Lord is leading me there, so I'm going to. Um, this is, I would like to, in between, and then go back to the subject of healing. But in between, I believe that these will be uh, beneficial to all of us. Um, growing up, I learned about the seven dispensations that um, that occur and that were that were taught about in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. So I learned some of these things um, from my dad in the Baptist Church. Then I learned some of these things um, taking uh, Bible classes uh, in the college where, where my husband uh, was going to. And then we learned, again, these things when we went to Rhema. And then, you know, we have books that teach these things. And so, for, but for those of you that never have heard it, or that perhaps... Um, you heard it, but maybe you forgot it. See, I, I, it was just it was just last night. It was, no, it was yesterday that I got this book back, and our pastor, while we were going to Rima, you'll know those that have known us for a long time know that he was Bobby Indian. Um, he was a very good teacher of end times as well. And so I thought since, well, not I thought, you know, I was talking to the Lord about it. And it seemed right that before um, Brother Joe Morris comes, that we have a little bit more foundation. Amen? Now, some of you have way many years ago left the foundation because you already put that foundation. Um, but, you know, it is, it is interesting and I, I would like for you to go to First Corinthians 12, uh, verse 1. And also, um, well, no, go first to First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1. Um, there's, to my understanding, now he says three, but it's because he's talking about end times. 
but there's four that I could remember, verses in the Bible, in the New Testament, that is, that were told not to be ignorant of something. And for some reason, even though we're told very clearly not be ignorant, these are some other things that people can spend 20, 30, 40, 50 years in the church and still be ignorant of them. But the Bible says don't be ignorant. Uh, the one that is left off here is the Bible tells us not to be ignorant of Satan's devices. But how many people are still under the influence of Satan's devices? Because they don't recognize his devices. And, and so the devil keeps taking advantage of God's people. But he shouldn't. Amen? And so now another thing we're told in 1 Corinthians 10, 1, not to be ignorant. It says, uh, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed uh, through the sea. We could read verse 2 as well. And we're all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. Okay, so what is this talking about? This is a reference uh, clear here is when Moses led the children of Israel through the Red Sea. And that is a type and a shadow of New Testament water baptism. So really what the Lord is telling us here, just to make a long story short, is don't be ignorant in your understanding of types and shadows in the Bible. Okay, we should, we should understand these things. We should be students of the Bible and understand, all right? And uh, it all is going to, um, to make sense when, when, when I'm done here with a few things. If you read the whole chapter uh, of 1 Corinthians 10, you see that it's talking about types and shadows. In other words, things that happened in the Old Testament, and what they mean, the meaning that they have for us now. You all, you all understand what I mean by types and shadows? Okay? Uh, you've heard that. You've, many of you have been in the church for decades, so these things you already know. So another uh, place that we're told not to be ignorant is 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1. And that one is very known. You know it. You could quote it. And is when we're told, uh, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you be ignorant. Right? But how much of the church is ignorant? Now, see, so it is a, it is a challenge, really, for... Uh, for uh, ministers to, to teach and preach, but also for each of us as, as Christians to be students. Because we've been in church, heard things, but then we, we forget because life is daily and, and we get busy. And, um, you know, and sometimes we haven't paid enough attention. Notice I said we, I'm not saying you. <laughs> uh, but praise God, we're not ignorant 
of spiritual gifts. And we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. And we're not ignorant of the meanings of the types and shadows. Amen? So that we can partake of everything that the Lord has made available for us. And so then the last one is 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 13. And you may think, Pastor Lydia, what does that have to do with being redeemed from the curse of the law? Well, because after this, I'm going to tell you about this dispensations and the frame of time in the Bible where it was the dispensation of the law. It does not, the law did not uh, refer to, uh, from, from Genesis 1 to um, to the last chapter of Malachi. Okay? So 1 Thessalonians 4.13 says, But I would not have you ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. Um, and I bring this up because I realized one thing. Pastor and I, from the very beginning, we have taught, every time that we have had a funeral, we have taught. We have brought teaching. The Lord gave us that, that, you know, put that in us. And so we have taught the people that were there, but we realized that a lot of people, even from the church, never go to funerals. Or they may be working in the back or something, and they lack understanding. Of, of what happens when a Christian dies. And so, believe it or not, there are some, some people that don't really understand what happens uh, when, when our spirit departs from our body. You see. And I have had questions uh, lately as to, as to what happens. Um, and so we, we want to talk about those things. And I've had questions about the rapture, and I've had, I have had questions about the resurrection. And I have had questions about what does this mean about going asleep? You know? Uh, and so, so we, wanna, we, we want you to see it clearly and to understand. Um, what is it that you have received of the Lord? So the Bible says, don't be ignorant. Don't be ignorant. So I would not have you ignorant about all these things. So let's, let me go now to Hebrews 1. I'm seeing the time. Hebrews 1, verses 1 and 2. Um, he says that he does not want us to be ignorant uh, about about what is going to happen in in the in the um, end time events, what's going to happen regarding the gifts of the spirit, or we we were saying the types and the shadows. So uh, Hebrews one verses one and two, we we see in the Bible that God is a God of order. Um, he, he has 
everything figured out. He is wisdom personified. <laughs> he understands all things. He knows all things, you know. And, and God's the God of logic. So here in Hebrews 1, uh, verse 1, it says, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners, spoke in time past and to the fathers by the prophets, and I'll go to verse 2, has in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds. So right here in the book of Hebrews, which, you know, it, not everyone agrees about, about it, but we believe that Paul wrote it. It doesn't, it doesn't um, sound like other letters of Paul, but here he was writing to the Hebrews. So here he kind of shows his, his, his uh, training as a Hebrew, his knowledge. And you know, the reason I, uh, if I had doubts before, I really believed that Brother Hagin was a prophet of God. And so he said one time Jesus appeared to him and he asked him, and Jesus told him it was Paul who wrote it. The Apostle Paul. So that, that sealed it for me. But anyway, the Hebrew believers here, um, they, and this is important for us to understand our, how that, uh, speaking to the Galatians, the Apostle Paul was telling them, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. And other things that he said to the Romans, other things he said to not just the Galatians, but uh, Corinthians, etc. Because you see, he, the, the Hebrews, the Jews, uh, the Hebrew believers, the ones that had become believers, they had a difficult time transitioning from the law to grace. Because they had been brought up under the law and having to fulfill the law for so long. We can understand that, can't we? You know, uh, because uh, it has taken some of us a little longer than others to let go of religious ideas that we were brought under. Is that true or not? Amen? So we're not going to be upset at the Hebrew believers. <laughs> But they had to get that revelation. They had to understand. So they were, um, they were mixing. They had, they had a difficult time transitioning, like I said, from the old covenant to the new covenant. Uh, and they were trying to mix it together. It was difficult f from them to break from the law of Moses. Because now they were not under the law. law. Uh, and they didn't understand that, this, that the law had already been fulfilled. You know, when Jesus was at the cross and he said, it is finished. 
he wasn't talking about the plan of redemption. That was not finished until he was raised from the dead and then ascended and brought the blood to the mercy seat. What he said he was finished is the law was finished. Now that period of the law was finished. And he said it is finished. And do you remember what happened to the curtains in the temple? They tore from, from on high to the bottom, signifying this is done. This period is over. Amen. And, and so anyway, um, this is what this is saying in Hebrews 1. Um, where it says, God at sundry times and in diverse manners. Did you know these sundry times, those uh, times, uh, comes from a word in Greek. In uh, anyway, I know that, you, you know, you'll say it's Greek to me. Apollumeris. <laughs> uh, uh, and then the other one, manners, is polytropus. So you can see how the, both of them have that polu in it. Polo means varied. So in other words, they, this verse is saying God varied or different. So God in different time periods and in different ways spoke in the past unto the Jewish fathers through the prophets. So this is what it's saying there. In different ways. So there were different periods and God spoke to the to the fathers, the Hebrew fathers, in different ways at those different periods. Okay? And he spoke to them through prophets. But then now we come to verse 2. But in these last days, and we're going to see it, what these last days means, and we also see in the book of Acts, last days means the church days. Grace days. So when we see that, that phrase, last days, this is talking about the days of the church. Last days begun when the church began. Amen. So now we're in the last of the last days. <laughs> Amen. Uh, so we're, we ought to get, like Joel always says, we ought to get really excited. <laughs> and I can't do it like he does. But anyway... Um, so this is what it's, it's talking about, uh, the last days. In these last days, he speaks to us and he spoke to us through the Son, through the Lord Jesus Christ, whom God the Father appointed heir of all things, and by whom also he made the worlds. Glory to God. Aren't you glad we were born in the last days? That we could hear from from the king or kings kings himself, amen. That we could that we could have the Holy Spirit placed in us, and we could hear directly from Him, amen. And not not always having to go to the prophet, amen. So so praise the Lord. The um, this this is what it is. So I'm gonna. Um, I'm going to give you now, as quickly as I can, the um, the division here of the uh, 
um, the dispensations that I was telling you. The first dispensation, and that starts in Genesis chapter 1, and it goes, it, that's a very short one in the Bible. Of course, we don't know the period of time that it took. But if we're going to divide it by chapters, it's chapter 1 through chapter 3 of Genesis, and it's the dispensation of innocence. Okay, many of you know these things, but others don't. So we're going to see that. That's the dispensation of innocence. The age of innocence uh, ended with the fall of men. Okay, so, so remember, God at different periods of time and spoke to, to the fathers in different ways. So then after that, which would start right after, is the dispensation of conscience. That one began from the fall, and it ended at the flood with Noah. And, and so this, this dispensation reminds me a little bit of what a lot of people are trying to do today. And that is that in that period, every man did what was right according to their own eyes. Uh, there was not much knowledge of God. And they, do, they did what they thought was right. Um, so then after that is a third dispensation which uh, began after the flood. And that one is what is called human government. So um, this is when men began to repopulate the earth again. And you know, and this ended um, when, when God confused the languages of the people when they built the Tower of Babel, remember? Um, and so people were scattered all over uh, the, what was the known you know, world to them. And um, so it ended when God confused the language of men and they were scattered throughout the earth. So people of the same language got together. <laughs> you know, God scattered them. So after that, I'm going quickly. Um, for the sake of what I want to make, uh, bring across today. The next dispensation is the dispensation of promise. Praise God. Thank God for that. That one is a good one. During this time, God isolated a man and changed his name from Abram to Abraham. And as a, you and I, are children of promise. These were the men of faith. Um, and did you know that is where, I he hesitate to call it the Hebrew race, because today that word race is so, has become so divisive. You know? Uh, which, you know, 
there's all kinds of feelings that get stirred up. And, and I do believe that there's just one human race. Um, you know, and I think that variety is beautiful. <laughs> and he didn't make some people of a certain color uh, to be superior to anybody else. Um, you know, we're all created in God's image. But perhaps for the sake of understanding, I might use that word, or I might not just, I don't, you know, I don't think any of you here are that delicate uh, to be offended, you know. <laughs> I certainly am not. You know, I think when you become secure in Christ, that's the cure for all of that. When you, when you know yourself in Christ, is the best antidote. Now, if you only know yourself by your flesh, you're going to be an unhappy creature. You know, but get to know yourself in Christ. And then the, you have to be on a, on a, you know, quest to be better. Whether you're one color or whether you're one gender. Amen. Or another. By the way, there's two genders. Uh, amen. I go by the Bible. Amen. The Bible tells me in the Bible, you know, I, I learned as a child, Jesus loves me. This I know. The Bible tells me so. So I learned to believe what the Bible tells me that is so. Amen. Because man can get confused by a lot of things and deceived. But anyway, let me back, back up here to my subject. So God, this is so good. Through Abraham, God began two different types of people on the earth. The, the Jews, or Hebrews, and the Gentiles. That is how it started. We don't have any reference about, about uh, the Jews or the Hebrews before Abraham comes along and God makes a covenant with him. And God told him, and actually even more than Jews and Gentiles, I will, I will say these, that God uh, from one man um, brought out Two groups of people. The, the, the Jewish people and believers. You know, when God told him, I will multiply your seed as the stars, you know, over the firmament. He said, count them. How can you count them? You know? Even if, even if you have a real magnifying telescope, how do you know that you're not, that you're not missing something, you know? Um, but God said, that is how your seed will be. And then he, he, he brought him to the beach and said, look at the sand. You know, how many of you have been at the beach? And, uh, you know, any beach, of course, there's rocky beaches. 
but then I, one with sand, and you pick up, oh, no, oh, my goodness. Have you tried to count? It's, it's impossible. But, but, but God gave him that promise. He believed it. He, he believed it. And so um, these, these talk about uh, the, the, the sky is the spiritual seed. And then the sand, the sand. And these are people of all denominations that believe these. I've been through different denominations in my life. And these are things I'm telling you, this dispensational teaching and all these uh, is something that we're in agreement. And then the natural uh, seed is the, the one uh, um, that represents the sand of the sea. But this is a dispensation of promise. Praise the Lord. Did you know that the word Hebrew means one who crossed the river? See, literally God told Abraham, leave Ur or the Chaldees. Leave your, your family, your kindred, your country. And go to a land that I will show you. You know, he, he kind of, Pastor and I were talking about this yesterday, and we went back, and oh, I went back to Genesis 11 and 12 and, you know, and read that. And uh, he kind of he kinda half, half uh, obeyed. You know, but we don't see that God got upset at him. It just, it was hard for him to leave the way that, that, that uh, um, things were done at the time. Did you know Lot was the son of his, uh, his brother who was dead. Yeah. The brother had died. Yeah. And so many times, you know, the uncles had the responsibility of them. Right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, Aran, who was the father of Lot, died before Terah, the father of Abraham, and, and Aran uh, died. So... He took he took Lot with him, and of course we know what happened <laughs> later on. Um, but the promise was given to Abraham, and the Bible tells us that what Abraham seeded, we belong to Christ. See, that's types and shadows, and we're heirs according to the promise. If you go and and, and, and study, and we might be able to do that and concentrate on that, on this dispensation of promise. There's so much there that is like New Testament. You know, uh, because it's by faith. Abraham believed, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, the Bible said. And oh boy, God, the covenant that God made with Abraham. It is phenomenal. Um, that's just some of the, my f favorite um, uh, things to read in the Bible. And so after this dispensation of promises, a uh, uh, promise, uh, which ended when the children of Israel went into captivity to Egypt. You see, that's when that one ended. Then came the fifth dispensation, which is the dispensation of the law. 
You see, so then the law was given to Moses. Moses came after Abraham. <laughs> and so that's when the dispensation of the law. And now Galatians 3.19, if we go there, Galatians 3.19 says that the law, see, that's what I wanted to tie in, but I'm going to tell you the other dispensation so that I don't leave you hanging. Uh, but uh, this is what I wanted to tie in. What we saw in Galatians 3.13 is the same passage. It says here, that the law was added till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. And who is that? That's Jesus. That's Jesus. So see, this dispensation of the law ended when Jesus showed up. I praise the Lord. Uh, now, Jesus, excuse me, I shouldn't say said it that way, forgive me. Uh, when Jesus showed up as our Savior at the cross, <laughs> uh, when Jesus was born, he was still in the dispensation of the law. He still lived in the Old Testament, dispensation of the law. You see, like I said a while ago, until he went to the cross and he cried out, it is finished. That dispensation was not over. You see, but then when he cried out, it is finished, then the sixth dispensation, and it's the one that we're living in. We're living today in the sixth dispensation. That one is the dispensation of the church or the, the, the era of grace. Uh, dispensation of grace. So this has this has been lasting. Um, you know, I don't know exactly. There's different um, opinions about the calendar, uh, but let's just say 2,023 years <laughs> per per our calendar. Or Take, take the thirty out of it, or however you know you have different, different um, ways of explaining it. But around two thousand years, that we have been in the dispensation of the church, dispensation of grace. After the church age ends, then the earth will go into seven years of tribulation. Okay, but teaching a little bit of end times here for you to know. So after the church age ends, then there will be seven years of tribulation. There's proof in the Word of God in Scripture. And, you know, if, if Brother Joe doesn't cover it, or even if he does, we might just go back and, and, and teach a little slower on, on end times. And so there will be seven years of tribulation. We will be out of here. But the Antichrist will be revealed. And it will be horrible seven years. You see. But I will bring something to you because I have had two different people that have been shocked at me lately. 
in just the last few weeks when I have, because they have thought, and I don't know how, and they told me, that how can people be born again during the tribulation when the Holy Spirit will be taken out of the earth? And I told them, who told you that? The church will be gone. But that doesn't mean the Holy Spirit will. You remember the book of Revelation tells us that God's going to raise up 144 Jewish evangelists. 144,000. Did I not say that? How did I say? 12,000 out of every tribe. <laughs> that's easier. Pardon me. Thank you for correcting me because that's being taped. 144,000. Uh, Jewish evangelists. How can they evangelize without the Holy Spirit? And why would they be sent to evangelize if people are not going to receive the gospel and be saved? So don't don't uh, you know? Let's let's think right. Now we'll be out of here. But you know what? The Lord is going to continue to give opportunity to people. And then the two witnesses will be manifested. Many people, many church people believe that it will be uh, um, uh, um, Enoch and Elijah, uh, and Elijah because they were the two that the Lord took and did not die physically. Because they will die. But they'll come with a message from heaven. That'll be amazing. We're going to get to see it from heaven, but we'll be glad we won't be there. <laughs> Amen. Anyway, I didn't mean to go um, at that length, but just to tell you, give you a little bit before Brother Joe comes. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible is just the most exciting book. Um, that, you know, sometimes you need some help to understand it, and that's okay. So then after the tribulation, there will be the final dispensation, which will be the millennium. So that's a thousand years. A thousand years of total peace. Glory to God. And then what will happen after the millennium? Did you know, according to the Bible, Satan will be released for a season? And we'll fight one last time against the Lord Jesus Christ, but we already know who wins. And then he'll be defeated and he'll be no, no trouble anymore, ever, ever, ever. Eternity with the Lord. If you think that, you, that that's not going to be exciting, you don't know your God. Amen? But anyway, coming back here then, because uh, I only have four minutes, uh, coming back to the dispensation of the law, because uh, we started with, we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. You understand? Uh, again, there's just, there was that period of time. It was a long period. Uh, from Moses, you know, all all through the end of of uh, 
um, what we know as the Old Testament, all those prophets and everything, they were under the law. But I, I want to finish with, with these and submit it to you so that you can, you, whoops, you can understand this better. Um, and I'd like to go to 1 Samuel 17, 26 for these. Uh, but I invite you, if you haven't done it yet, read Deuteronomy 28. Uh, you can read the whole thing or, or, or read what you've been redeemed from. Verses 16 through 68. Today, you're not to read that and think, oh my goodness, yeah, I've had this, or so-and-so is going through that. Or the, no, no, you look at it and you say, this is what I've been redeemed from. I will not yield to that. I will not accept to that because Jesus redeemed me from it. Amen. You see, and, and that, that is our, our view now. And why? Because we're, we are covenant people. If the covenant that God did with Abraham was excellent, because it was, and it was a type and a shadow of what was to come, uh, now, the covenant that we have, according to the scripture, it's a better one, and it has better promises. Amen? Amen? And so the, this is an example in 1 Samuel of David. David um, lived under the dispensation of the law. But... He understood covenant. They could understand it. They, 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 they had it taught. But some people lived in the truth of it, others didn't. Does that sound familiar? Amen? We, need, we, we make the choice. I'm going to live in the light of these. This belongs to me. Amen? And we, and we take the word of God, and we meditate it, and we believe God. God said it, I believe it. Amen? Um, Brother Hagin would talk about how that he wrote that in his Bible. In the, in the um, fly, you call it, of the Bible. God said it, I believe it. He said some, some people would say that settles it for me. God said it. That settles it. Amen? Um, it's a decision we all have to make. Somebody else can't make it for us. Amen? I talked to a loved one today. And I had to bite my tongue. Because I've gone through it enough, but they don't want to hear it. I'm going through these or that, but I know the Lord won't put me through more than I can bear. We all have to make a choice how we're going to interpret that scripture. If we think that God is putting sickness on us because it's his will, we haven't understood the Bible. 
So, but anyway, I'm not going to argue. How many of you know you don't get into arguments with family? <laughs> Amen. You just pray for them, and then if one day they want to know, then you tell them. <laughs> right? And uh, praise God, and I have had many opportunities. And you know what? At times I've been, I've been told these, and it's really sad when you have family members that tell you that. Lydia, I know what you're saying is 100% true, but it's too much for me. And I know the, lo the Lord loves me and accepts me just as I am. That's what I've been told. Some of you laugh because you've gone through the same thing. But you know what? You keep on going. Amen? Well, I've gone longer than I wanted. Let's read this. That David spoke to the men that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man that kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Amen? This is the knowledge that he had. David knew of the covenant that he had with the Almighty God. When you have a position, know that is the enemy. But he uses people. But we know that we're not going to be angry or hateful to flesh or blood. But we know who's causing the trouble. We know who the know who the troublemaker is. Amen? And we declare these. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? See, David knew that his weapon, this, this weapon, that, the weapon that would give him victory was the covenant that he had with Almighty God. That he knew he had. See, there were... There were others that, were, that could have had it too. God had provided that for them, but they had forgotten it or they were not in communion with God. You know that you can forget a lot of things if you let go of your communion with God. It's amazing. You let go of your times of praise and of worship, of prayer, and of reading the Word of God, you're going to forget some things. You know, I'm, I'm not condemning or, 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 or putting out a curse. I'm just telling it like it is. <laughs> and we have here a type and a shadow with David. Because Saul could have had the same thing. But, but Saul and his armies, and, and including David's brothers, were all scared of the giant. But you see, this was dispensation of the law, but he remembered the covenant. Amen? So because the sign of the covenant, you remember, is what God had given Abraham, and they were taught these things. The sign that they had at that time, during that law period, was circumcision. Amen? Now, praise God, we have the circumcision of the heart. Glory to God. Thank you, Father.
think it's it's the covenant, the covenant that we have today. It's the blood of Jesus. The covenant that we partake of today is the covenant that God the Father made with our Lord Jesus Christ. And because we became Christ's, of Christ, you see, then we're under the covenant. All right? And so these, um, we, we see here that, that our covenant that brought that Jesus brought with his own blood does not depend on our ability. Amen? But it depends on, on, on the ability of Jesus. It depends on him. You know, when you, the more that you get a revelation of that, you can rest. When you pray and you use the name of Jesus, you see, it will become easier not to be moved how you feel or what your body is telling you because you use the name the name has gone forth amen. amen it's not your merits it's the power and the merits of the blood of the name amen of the word of God and you rest in that and it's done amen the, 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 the giant is defeated his head is cut off. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. Well, um, I, I think I need to finish because the time is eight or six. But we'll, you know, we'll continue as the Lord allows us. Next week, we're going to have um, carpets being cleaned. It's already that time of the year. It's going to be spring break. Here and and I don't know if it. I think I was told that it's the same in the towns around us this time. Um, so so we're not going to be able to have Wednesday night because they have these carpets have not been cleaned enough for a few years. Yeah, and so forgive us, but it has to be it has to uh, dry uh, for uh, for a period of time. Uh, so. But anyway, the week after, maybe we can go and give a little more of preliminary, preliminary teaching to prepare us for Joe Morris. And um, so that you can have, you know, good questions if you want to present them to him. Um, it's, I, hope that, I hope that it helped you, that it gave some, some answers. Amen? Oh, what a covenant we're under. Glory to God. Better promises. Amen. And we're in the dispensation of the last days, the dispensation of grace, dispensation of the church. Amen. And it's, it's, it's going to be probably over before we know it. Amen. And then at, when we're gone out of here, the tribulation will come to pass. But we'll already be with Jesus. Amen? Shh, because we'll be raptured before that happens. Amen? And another question, again, I have had two or three people, uh, interesting enough, that have asked me the same thing. Um, I've, you know, things sometimes that as pastors we think, 
are uh, easily understood. But I have found this, that when a person is brave enough to ask a question, there's probably a dozen, or at least a handful, that wanted to ask it, but they were afraid they were going to sound ignorant. And so um, the question uh, was, can you give me two minutes? Uh, was So when we go to heaven, um, how, how, how do we go there and, and, and know one another? How do we look in heaven if we don't have our bodies? It surely got quiet again. <laughs> you guys are giving yourselves away. Stop right there. Okay, stop right there. And, and we'll, we're okay. Are you serious? That's fine with me. Okay, we'll wait then to give you the answer <laughs> in two weeks. That's right. <laughs> Praise God. Okay, Pastor said, that's fine with me. I'll play that game. Amen. We'll see you soon. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You're not moving. I, I dismissed you. <laughs> yeah. 